Team Buck, I hope you're enjoying some downtime this holiday season. I'm doing just that today, giving myself the chance to visit with family and friends. The podcast today is a repeat performance from July 23rd, a day that Nancy Pelosi made a fool of herself over January 6th. Enjoy this episode again. I'll be back with a new year of daily podcasts on Monday, January 3rd. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut Freestyle Friday upon us. We're going to rip through a bunch of stories, including mask mandates back in L.A. Could it happen all the way from the top now? The Biden administration looking at it at a federal policy level. Uh, 4,500 tips against Kavanaugh back when he was up for his Supreme Court nomination. A gunfight in D.C. in an area that I know well, and the Olympics are turning into what people are calling the COVID games. Oh, my. Very depressing. Not going well. But first, you know, the markets have been very up and down recently. And I'm somebody who is really active in trying to make good investments and make solid trades to make money. And I use whatever resources I can, but the experts that I rely on to make real money, not financial advisors, not some Wall Street firm that tells me to shut up and just do what I'm told. No, I've got carnivore trading with carnivore trading. Everyday folks like you and me are crushing it with their trades on whatever platform you use, you know, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, whatever it may be. Carnivore trading is for you. It's an anonymous team of elite strategists, and they're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters. For the first time ever, they have brought in everyday folks like you and me to see and mirror their explosive trades. They send you text messages, updates with all the trades that they're doing so you can mirror their trades and get those great gains just like they do. Carnivore will let you see them right now, all the trades they're making for two weeks, totally free. So go try it. See if you like it. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK for two weeks free. And if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise. You'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund. Go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Oh, there's one thing that I left out from the very top that I wanted to just talk to you about. It's a, it's a an, an editorial that is uh, going up on BuckSexon.com today with a, a, a straightforward but important message. Well, I guess straightforward and important message that Pelosi's January 6th commission is an unfunny joke. All right. G- Pelosi has pulled together this crew of Democrats and some Republicans. But uh, in order to look at what happened on January 6th, which they say is the worst attack since the Civil War, some Democrats have even said worse than 9-11. I mean, let's all remember that Biden voters threw Molotov cocktails at a police car in New York, attempted to burn down a historic church right next to the White House, engaged in coordinated mass looting in dozens of cities, tried to burn down a federal courthouse in Portland. But this riot on January 6th, right, that's the one that requires months of histrionics from half-wit Democrat members of Congress. With cameras rolling and MSNBC bookers watching, they're trying to outdo one another in this commission with superlatives about how a non-lethal and unarmed mob on 1-6 was more dangerous than 9-11. More dangerous! 
Remember, these are the same Democrats who for four years lied about a manifestly delusional plot between the Kremlin and Trump to steal the 2016 election. The same ones who pretended to believe that Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh had been a secret serial gang rapist in high school over 30 years ago based on zero evidence of any kind. The same ones who believe Jussie Smollett was attacked by Trump supporters in MAGA hats in the dead of night in Chicago yelling, this is MAGA country. Give me a break. But Democrats will, like Pelosi, Democrats will pretend to believe anything because they have no principles or integrity to protect. It's just about power. And that's what you're going to see in this January 6th commission. The whole thing is going to be a total sham meant to smear all Republicans, meant to make Republicans look like bad people who are a threat to our democracy, a threat to to our democracy. Uh, It is absurd. Um, But that's what we're up against. And I just think you should understand that right now because you're going to see a lot of it on the news. There's going to be a lot of coverage of this. And they're going to act like, oh, that's right. They're really really serious about making sure that this is – getting to the bottom of what happened that day. They won't even release tapes from inside the Capitol that day. They won't even tell people who shot Ashley Babbitt and why, but they want to get to the bottom of this. They rushed ahead with an impeachment of Trump, but now they're saying we have to get the facts. So how could you have an impeachment that they claimed wasn't rushed? And now you now they're admitting, oh, yeah, we got to do a lot of investigating, a lot of investigating to do. Utter madness but speaking of madness there is a democrat move right now to get mask mandates back here's what you have to know about this here's what you have to remember they like masks it's a symbol of compliance it is making you bend the knee except it's on your face not your knee that's the whole point of this that's what they're trying to do and this is why They keep lying to you about what's really going on. They keep lying to you about who's really at risk here. Mika Brzezinski, who's someone who's just paid to tell stupid Democrats who think they're smart what to think while they're having their lattes in the morning. Uh, Here she is telling everybody that it's Fox News viewers who are dying from COVID. Play two. The people who are unvaccinated and were followers of Donald Trump and followers of these Republicans and followers of Fox News and followers of Newsmax and followers of right wing garbage on Facebook are the ones who have chosen to believe the conspiracy theories and the bad information out there. And they are the ones going to the hospital and dying of covid and spreading it around the country and keeping our country from being able to move forward out of mass wearing out of mask wearing well we will move forward if you just get vaccinated except what about the, the boosters what about those who have natural immunity why should they get a shot that they don't need why shouldn't we wear masks for flu season too people die from flu i i hesitate to ask that question because i think they will switch When they didn't like what that showed about their argument, they pretended like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But it makes perfect sense. We never used to mask for flu season. Now they want us to mask again. And they're going to act like flu season does not require a mask 
until we get into flu season. And then all of a sudden they'll say, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Okay, we got a mask. These people are the worst. Absolute worst. And they know, they know that if we start to have a real revolt against this, if we go forward without without any of these mandates that they're trying to push for, there'll be this sense of, wow, we aren't actually just little robots that have to do what the government tells us to do. We can fight back against this absurdity. I mean, here's Governor Ron DeSantis, for example, saying that we're going to have a normal school year in person, no masks for kids. At least the state of Florida is not being ruined by Fauciite lunacy. Play nine. We look forward to this upcoming year uh, to be a, a normal school year, uh, be in person and, and, and live like normal and, and learn like normal kids. Uh, there's been talk about potentially people advocating at the federal level imposing compulsory masks on kids. Uh, we, we're not doing that in Florida, okay? At the end of the day, uh, we got to start putting our kids first. We got to look out for their education. Is it really comfortable? Is it really healthy for them to be muzzled and have their breathing obstructed all day long in school? Uh, I don't think it is. And I look to think, yeah, I have a three-year-old son. You got people like Fauci saying he should be muzzled, that you should be throwing masks on these three-year-old kids. Uh, it's totally unacceptable. I told you this would happen. And the debate, the fight is underway right now. I was getting months ago from some of my some of my beloved audience, some of my team. I would get messages. We'll do a little roll call today with producer Mark, by the way. Uh, But I would get messages. Buck, enough with the masks. We don't have to wear them in my state. It's not a big deal. Why are you so upset about it? It's not a big deal. Now, I'm not saying a lot of you told me this, but there were people who were in red states who felt like, oh, we're fine here. No one cares. Yeah. What happens when the federal government decides that it's a mandate for all public schools? The Department of Education says all public schools have to wear them. What happens when the federal government decides that anyone who's engaged in interstate commerce, i.e. every business that you can think of, has to wear them? Now, I know that hasn't happened yet, but they want it to. They're trying. They're thinking about a way to do it right now. That's what's going on here. They've only allowed there to be a lessening of it because they lost the political momentum from the fear of crowds to get so many states to have mandates, mask mandates, you know, like New York, California. So now they're saying, oh, well, if we if we have it in California, they don't have it in other places. And then the numbers show how idiotic This mask policy is, which it is. It's moronic. It doesn't help you. It doesn't work. But they got to make sure that there's widespread masking. Otherwise, we'll be doing what in science would be considered a controlled experiment, right? A control group experiment. There'll actually be a way to look at the results and come to a real conclusion. So if they can make it federal, though, if they can try to expand it very broadly, It makes it more difficult to point to one state's lunacy and say, what the hell are you idiots doing? Jen Psaki at the White House wants you to know that she's very concerned, very concerned that Florida is fighting against mask mandates in schools. Play three. 
Well, as a parent myself, and I know you are one, if I were a parent in Florida, that would be greatly concerning to me uh, because kids under the age of 12 are not vaccinated. They're not eligible yet. As the president said last night, obviously it's going to be led by the FDA, but certainly we hope that will be soon. Uh, But that puts kids at risk. It's not aligned with public health guidelines. Uh, We know masks are not the most comfortable thing. I will say my kids are quite adjusted to them, as I know many kids are. Uh, So certainly we would have concern about any step that doesn't abide by public health guidelines, and we think it puts people at greater risk. My kids are adjusted to them. We don't I don't care. I don't care that your children are being abused by you. I don't want other children to be suffering unnecessary abuse. You know, Carol Markowitz, who's been a warrior on this issue from the beginning, friend of mine works at the New York Post. She responded to some guy named Jim who writes, Carol, what's the big freaking deal about masks? You are what's wrong with our society. Big deal. Wear a mask. This is the mentality of losers who don't care about freedom, who don't care about living life, who are cowards that have to be a part of the herd. As long as they are safe and warm and fed, it's all the same to them. Carol responded to this guy on Twitter. I think you should stay in your closet. What's the big deal? Stay home. Flatten all curves. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? This is what they always say to you. It's not that big. No, it is a big deal because it's stupid and it's annoying and they have no right to do it. And I've seen this for what it is all along. This is about control and forced compliance. This is about the remaking of society. And I mean the rewiring of our mass psychology so that we are little automatons being programmed by the collectivists by the Marxist loons in our own society. That's what they want. They can get you to mask up your three-year-old. What do you think they can't get you to do? Oh, yeah, that's that's really smart. I'm going to tell you this. I went to a, a beautiful concert last night with my mom, my dad, and my little sister, and beautiful music. It was at a church uh, here in New York City, very nice church. Music was fantastic. Had a great time with my family, so everything's lovely. But I will say this. They made everybody put a mask on when you walked into the church and you were supposed to. Of course, I pulled mine down because it was pretty dark in there and they couldn't see. But they, they told you you have to wear a mask and they were having people walk around to enforce it during that church, church ceremony. So let's just let's think about this for a second. I'm here in New York City. The church is a pretty big space. You got all these people that are told, oh, well, you're you're you got a mask up. And then they're all going to go out to dinner after this. And they're going to sit in restaurants totally unmasked with other people totally unmasked. What what exactly have they gained from, you know, people who are masked for one hour of their day around them? Nothing. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But if you point this out, you're a bad person. If you point this out, you're reckless. You don't believe in science, all the rest of it. Um, and you know, this is the other thing. I mean, I know, uh, Mika Brzezinski, who's who's just not, he's just not very smart. Not, it doesn't seem like a good person. Uh, she's somebody, yeah, look, I'm sorry. I think if you're, you know, you're working on a show and you both leave your families as she did for morning, morning Joe, um, you're working on a show together and you, and you do that. Uh, you leave your families. I think that's, that's gross. But anyway, I know I try to stay away from the personal stuff. Um, 
She's not very bright, though. But she's saying that it's all about the Trump supporters. The Trump supporters are the problem. They just pretend that we don't have access to data, that we're not able to see, for example, that the greatest pocket of vaccine hesitancy by demographic is, well, first of all, younger people, which makes sense. But also African-Americans don't want to take this vaccine in disproportionately high numbers. But you will never see anyone going on MSNBC mocking that vaccine hesitancy or or browbeating, you know, haranguing, harassing any minority group for not getting uh, vaccinated in, in high enough numbers. No, it's only the Trump supporters. See, it's all political for these people. They have no way of thinking about things otherwise. None. Absolutely none. And it's uh, it's just troubling. Well, why, here, here, here's Kay Ivey, the Alabama governor on new covid cases. Play five. Let's be crystal clear about this issue. And media, I want you to start reporting the facts. The new cases in covid are because of unvaccinated folks. Almost 100 percent of the new hospitalizations are with unvaccinated folks. And the deaths are certainly occurring with unvaccinated folks. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain. You know, we've got to get folks to take the shot. The vaccine is the greatest weapon we have to fight COVID. There's no question about that. The data proves it. I don't know what else to say. You know, she's a Republican, to be clear. I, I don't know what else to say other than at this point, if you don't get the shot, you've made a choice not to get the shot. I, I, I have not gotten the shot. I am a very low risk to get the disease, a very low risk to transmit the disease and a low risk to have a serious outcome from it. But if I ended up in the hospital because I got covid next month, I would know. OK, I, I've chosen not to be vaccinated. Now, I will tell you this. Would I get vaccinated if I people have asked me and I'll tell you would I get vaccinated if I had never had proven covid and antibodies. I'd have to think about that a little bit. But am I going to get vaccinated when I already had the disease? And when the Cleveland Clinic's largest study of this yet showed that if anything, natural immunity to, uh, to this disease is better than the vaccine. Maybe they are roughly equivalent, but it's likely that it's better. So why would I do that? But also, at what point do we get to that phase where we say people are allowed to make their choices? People are allowed to, you know, they're, they're allowed to drink themselves to cirrhosis of the liver. They're allowed to eat themselves into uh, heart disease or, you know, an early grave. They're, they're allowed to do these things. And since the vaccine is a personal choice, people's protection, if they're vaccinated, is good enough that they shouldn't then they shouldn't then harass everybody else. If you're vaccinated and you're and you're somebody who's a big believer in how successful the vaccine is, that's, that's the end of it. I didn't hear anything else. Right. But they won't let it go. People have made have made their choices. They've been told they've been told. But you see what they're doing is they're using vaccine uh, hesitancy or rejection as an excuse to enforce more crap on all the rest of us. Right. So whether you're vaccinated or not, they want you to mask in LA. They make it collective pain, collective punishment and control. It's absurd. It's wrong. All right. That, this Kavanaugh story. I got to talk about this because. Kavanaugh was one of the great red pill moments 
uh, I think, in recent American history. Um, here's the story that the, the FBI dis- uh, has disclosed that it has re- that it got more than forty five hundred tips on a phone line in 2018 as part of a background investigation into Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and and provided um, relevant ones to former President Donald Trump's White House counsel. OK, forty five hundred tips. You know what this is? These are psycho libs who were calling into smear a person. Call it the Christine Blasey Ford maneuver. These are emotionally unstable. Oh, my gosh, he might he might overturn Roe v. Wade and then babies will actually be bored. These are psychotic libs who need to get a grip, need to calm down and have some honor, have some decency. But no. Forty five hundred tips called in about Kavanaugh. This just shows you what was going on all along. Psycho leftists were willing to do anything to try to stop this guy because the Supreme Court is their little toy. They need the Supreme Court to give them the stuff that they can't actually get through democratic constitutional processes. They need a super legislature or else they can barely sleep at night. The whole Christine Blasey Ford thing. It was so ugly. It was such a lie. She's a liar. She lied. And Swetnick the third accuser lied and the second accuser from Yale lied. These people are liars. It's obvious. Democrats went along with it. You know who was really at the at the front of it too? Kamala. The forefront of the smear campaign against Brett Kavanaugh. Kamala. All about it. All about it. Big fan of it. It was uh, honestly one of the most disgusting things, one of the most awful things I've ever seen in American politics. People should be who are part of it should be ashamed, ashamed. And yet here we are. Here we are. Uh, They keep pushing it. They keep doing it. One more uh, one more story on this that I wanted to um I wanted to uh, bring to your attention. There was a shooting last night in in D.C. right near um, right near Le Diplomat or Le Dip, as people call it, which is one of the most well-known and favorite uh, hangouts for the uh, politerati in D.C. I've been on a few dates there. I've been there. It's a nice place. There was a big shootout, Uh, a lot of rounds fired, two people hit, still very light out. This would be like a shootout right in Midtown, which has been happening, too, in Times Square. But this would be like a shootout outside a fancy restaurant right in Midtown Manhattan. And all of a sudden, the D.C. journos, the ones who were saying, oh, there's no there's no crime wave. I don't understand. You know, I, I, I took care of it. I put Black Lives Matter on my Instagram. We solved racism. Uh, the people that won't won't deal with the reality of crime in this country right now on the rise and how law enforcement has such a prominent role to play in a central role to play in turning the, the curve around here. Uh, when there are shootouts that happen outside one of their favorite restaurants in one of the most crowded, you know, after work drinks and and food spots in all of Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital. 
they start to pay a little bit of attention. They actually had uh, some some folks shared the the shots. I think it was something like fifteen to twenty shots fired, and they had they had audio of it. And yeah, they're just shooting it out right there. This is what goes on and now now in American cities. You know, doesn't happen. You you don't have this happening in uh, in a lot of other places around the world right now. Big increase in violence, big increase in lawlessness on our streets. And we know why. We understand how we got to this point. It's because of turning turning our backs, uh, not ours, but the Democrats turning their backs on police and going ahead with this stupid Marxist narrative of inequity in society and this is the root cause of all crime and police are racist and all this stuff. It's just not true. You know it's not true. I know it's not true. All right, let's get into some roll call and let's welcome our friend Producer Mark. Producer Mark! What's up, man? How, how, how have you been? Everyone wants to know how Producer Mark is doing. I'm doing well. Why would anything uh, less be happening? I don't know. Everyone thinks I'm dead, but I'm not. I'm here. Well, I also, can we just tell, I, 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 folks, I've been seeing some people tell me they've unsubscribed. Now, I guess they wouldn't hear this if they've done that, but don't, that, they're unsubscribing from this to subscribe to the new podcast. Don't unsubscribe from yeah. this one. Add that one. This is the, the same podcast as before, just a little shorter. It's a little shorter. Yeah, but it's but the this, same this stuff. This is the way, you know, this is the podcast that uh, is the, this is the Freedom Hut, my man. This is the center of the, of the tribe right here. So I just, I want people to continue to listen and we get to do our thing here. And it's a great, quick, uh, quick version of the day's events that people can listen to and get going. So. Yeah, you should be subscribed to both. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you got any fun weekend plans? Anything to tell the folks about? I'm going to the Mets game tonight. First one since that, opening day. That sounds like really fun. Yeah, Friday night, first uh, game of a homestand. It's fireworks night. Should be uh, one of the first packed crowds uh, since they started allowing full capacity. Who are they playing? The Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, are they good? Uh, they're pretty good this year. I wouldn't say that they're one of the best teams, but they're okay. What's your favorite position on the baseball field? Huh. It's an interesting question. When, if I always like to be the first baseman, but that's also because I'm not great at baseball, so first base is a fairly easy position for me. But uh, I guess favorite play, my favorite players are usually pitchers. Really yeah. love a good starting pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, I've I tried a few times in my youth to pitch. Um, it is hard to be good at it. Uh, yes, it is uh, one of the hardest things to do is to throw a ball 99 miles per hour and to hit a ball coming at you at 99 miles per hour. Yep, very true. Well, we're glad, Producer Mark. Let us know how it goes. It sounds like it's going to be a lovely night for it, too. So uh, have some fun at the game for all of us. And now we'll get into some roll call. Do we have the roll call intro that we use anymore, Producer Mark? We do. Hit it. and roll fellow patriots it's time for roll call yeah everybody party for your weekend everybody i'm excited it's friday i'm in a good mood um oh by the way remember you go to uh Go to bucksaxon.store. Isn't that the right address, I think? Producer Mark, check that one. Bucksaxon.store. And uh, you can buy. We got merch. We got Bucksaxon Show mugs. We got uh, Team Buck t-shirts. 
all kinds of fun stuff. So let's not just have my immediate family members buying it. Let's actually get some folks on the team to get it. That and is the tweet- correct uh, address, by the way, bucksexon.store. Bucksexon.store. And, and uh, send us on the Instagram to the Bucksexon account, you wearing the gear. I want to see you in the team Buck gear. And if you give me permission, I'll even, you know, repost it, retweet some of it. But uh, that's, you know, that's the way we like to get this party started. Rocking and rolling. All right. For our actual roll call, remember, Facebook.com slash Buck Sexton or Team Buck at iHeartMedia.com. Here we go. Jeremiah is up first. Hey, Buck, you were talking about colleges requiring vaccines come this fall, but there are a lot that won't be. Here in Colorado, most colleges are requiring vaccines, including every major university, but a handful of smaller schools in the western part of the state, which is much more conservative, have made the decision not to. I'm curious to see how this plays out and if the big schools will see a significant dip in enrollment while smaller schools will see an increase. Yeah, Jeremiah, I'm I'm curious, too, and I, I'm wondering if the federal government though, is going to try to find some way you know, maybe they start to threaten federal funding to any school, you know, college or university, even private ones get a lot of federal funding or they will somehow threaten the loans or something. I mean, there's a lot of leverage that they can try to use here. And I wonder if that's what's going to happen. I wonder where that's going to go on all this, um, meaning that the federal government's going to step in. Bob, Team Buck and all the Freedom Hunt occupiers. Great shows, all of them. Keep up the great work. Please continue to smash on the good Dr. Garden Gnome Fauci. He deserves everything that is coming to him. Okay, on to my question. For the last year and a half, it was acceptable for politicians to have official meetings and conduct business online via Zoom calls. So there really isn't a reason for them not to have a quorum, is there? As they can attend these meetings from any physical location. The Texas legislature should send them a link to an online meeting and just advise them this satisfies quorum requirements. If they want to vote, fine. If not, then don't. Either way, the business of the Texas legislature continues. So in all seriousness, why doesn't the legislature just have a Zoom call and record the votes? Bob, that's Bruce Mark. I, I, I think that's brilliant. I think I mean, maybe that's not technically possible, but that's a great idea, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's legal by Texas law, but if it is, yeah, great idea. Right. But even just the concept, I mean, no one had even thought about that. If people could do lawmaking from home, uh, maybe Texas requires you to. I'm sure that's probably what the thing is. But otherwise, yeah. Why couldn't you just have somebody zoom in and that then becomes, you know, if they want mail in voting, why can't they have mail in legislature? If you know what I mean, if you catch my drift. So there we go. Jeff Buck, love the uh, morning show. However, I do miss the Buck Sexton show. I like the banner between you and producer Mark. Did he get his condo shields high? Producer Mark, can you give Jeff a little banter? Because I feel like he misses it. Hi, Jeff. This is my banter. Yes, I did get my condo. I'm talking to you from it right now. How is it, Producer Mark? We happy? It's good. I'm very happy. I'd like to get rid of some of the boxes, but slowly but surely we'll uh, make it look like a home. It's coming along, coming along. Are you going to get a pet, like a goldfish maybe or something? Unfortunately, this building does not allow pets. Otherwise, I'd already have a dog. Uh... It's one yeah. of the, the bad parts about living in a building. I think building you could probably people. sneak like a gecko in there or something, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could sneak a fish in, but what do I need a fish for? Fish need love, too, Producer Mark. Yeah, but they're not cuddly. They are not. And if you try, it doesn't always work out. You know what I mean? Well, you, you won't have a living fish anymore. That's right. Yeah. And if you cuddle a dead fish, you don't have a lot of time before that gets smelly. Yeah. So I'm told. Maybe like half an hour. So I'm told. 
Dave, hey, Buck, listen to the interview with the Big Ten commissioner today. He didn't answer your question about NFL policy. It's so frustrating. My pops was top of his class at Michigan undergrad in business school. I used to really care about Michigan football. Sad to say I could care less now. Keep up the great work with Clay. It was great to hear the reunion with producer Mark the other day. Well, producer Mark is here, baby. He's back in action. He's with us. And we're going to be doing the show every day. And you know what, producer Mark? I think we should we should start doing we should start doing like a rapid fire roll call every day. So because we have less time with this. But why don't we just start doing, you know, we'll do a roll call segment every day. It'll just be a little bit of a shorter one. I well, think people like roll call. Well, we need people to keep writing in so we have enough messages to cover the whole week. Guys, yeah. Hans, Booby, I'm your white knight, as Ellis says in Die Hard. Uh, I need you guys to write in for roll call. Producer Mark makes a good point. We can't do roll call if you're not going to write in for roll call. So please do write in. Uh, Robert Buck, I like your well-earned media presence, knowledge and abilities. However, I disagree on the age scale to become POTUS and how it should be adjusted down. It used to be that younger professionals were more mature and developed the skill sets that met the qualifications of becoming POTUS. I can make the case that the minimum age to become POTUS ought to be 40, not 35, because younger folks do not have the seasoned experience in the workforce. Moreover, I would prefer to see all candidates running for POTUS have a requirement to get a standardized, unbiased medical health evaluation. I would also add requirement for older drivers to take driver simulation tests to retain their driver's license instead of only an eye test. Robert, I mean, compelling, fair, thoughtful. I can't can't disagree with you, really. So, uh, you know, there we go. Everybody, I have a very important mission for you, and it is this weekend. Find something that you want to do that you're just really going to enjoy and do that thing. And I mean, really think about it ahead of time, whether it's that great meal, barbecuing with the fam, uh, going for a walk to that nature preserve near you that you've always wanted to go to or haven't been to. Go, you know, go drive with the kids and the wife uh, 45 minutes to the waterfall that's near you that's part of some state park. You know, go do that thing you've been thinking about doing. And I went to this Mozart concert last night thanks to my little sister. It was beautiful, and it was so nice to be with my family, and we were there for sunset at the New York City Reservoir. Go make, go make a, a really pleasant, joyful memory this weekend uh, you know, producer Mark's going to be at a Mets game tonight. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous weather. He's going to have a memorable one. Right, producer Mark? Absolutely. I'm very excited for the beautiful weather for once. Yeah. So go find your Mets game if you catch my drift. Go go do something this weekend you're really going to enjoy. And uh, please continue to pass the buck. Spread the word about this show. Uh, make sure that people know to subscribe and that this the Buck Sexton show is different from the radio show I'm doing every day. So this is a unique product. Have a great weekend. Shields high.